It's Monday of Holy Week. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zolsdorf. Today our Roman station is at Santa Prasede all'Esquilino. St. Praxedes is one of the 25 original parish churches of Rome. She was a daughter of Senator Pudens and a sister of Santa Pudenziana. We've heard about them. Their family sheltered persecuted Christians in their house. When 23 Christians were discovered in their house, they were killed before Praxedes' eyes. She collected their blood with a sponge and placed it in a well where she herself was later buried. The spot is now marked by a disc in the pavement of the church's floor. When the church was rebuilt in the early 9th century by Pope Paschal I, we've also heard about him before, the relics of some 2,300 saints were placed here for saint keep, safekeeping. Saint keeping, slip of the tongue. In a side chapel here, the St. Zeno Chapel, there is kept what is thought to be half of the pillar where Christ was scourged. It was brought to Rome by St. Helena. Paschal, who did so much in his day to beautify Roman churches, built this chapel in honor of his mother, Theodora. Theodora is depicted in a mosaic in the chapel with the title Episcopa. Episcopa is the feminine form of the word for a bishop, Episcopos. Episcopa is an honorary title extended to her by the fact that she is the mother of the Episcopus, the bishop of Rome. It doesn't have anything to do with ordination of women. Also here at this church is a beautiful tomb by Arnolfo di Cambio for a cardinal, and also one by Bernini, which inspired Robert Browning to write, A Bishop Orders His Tomb. Within the basilica you see remnants of ancient construction in the 16 granite columns in the nave and the Roman cornices in the architrave. St. Charles Borromeo was once the titular cardinal of this church. From Meditations for Each Day by Antonio Cardinal Bacci The Crucifix is a simple meditation manual, open and intelligible to all, even to the most illiterate. Anyone who turns to it can study the sorrowing gaze of Jesus. His heart is pierced with love for men, his head crowned with thorns, his hands and feet transfixed with nails which support his divine body, streaming with blood and writhing in anguish. The crucifix should be dear and sacred to every Christian. It should stand at the head of his bed, hang around his neck, and hold a prominent position in his place of work or study. Above all, however, the crucifix should have its place in the heart of every fervent Christian. At every moment of his life, in times of sadness and of joy, he should remember that God became man and suffered and died for him. He should remember also that this implies an obligation on his part to work, suffer, and die for the love of God. Many people meditate on the crucifix. They kiss it and claim to love it. But while they love the crucifix, they have no love for their own particular cross, which they try by every means in their power to fling far away from them. Now it is quite certain that anyone who does not love his own cross does not really love the crucifix, for Jesus has told us that if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross 
and follow me. The Collect from the Extraordinary Form of Holy Mass. Oremus, da quesimus omnipotens Deus, ut qui in tot adversis ex nostra infirmitate deficimus, intercedente unigeniti fili tui passione respiremus. Let us pray. Grant, we beseech thee, O Almighty God, that we who fail through our weakness in so many difficulties may be relieved through the pleading of the passion of thy only begotten Son, who livest and reignest with God the Father, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. <laughs>